0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Thunder Chats, here with another word from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. The only people that get off this time of year are pro athletes and us at BetOnline. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAVs capital letters B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. And welcome back everybody to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the B-Live Network and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that's out of the way. We have a very special guest today, a very special podcast where you're going to get to that. But first I got to introduce my co-host and my brothers here. First, we got the one, the only, the crazy Champagne Jerry. What up, Jerry?
0: Why'd well, you have to throw the crazy in there this time, man? Right. Everybody knows. I'm, I'm literally losing my mind right now. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here, happy to be on this episode. I can't wait for everybody else to listen.
1: All right, short, sweet, to the point. I like it. And then we've got the man, the myth, the legend, the not-so-crazy, but he is in the Batmobile patrol in the streets of Gotham, Alex Roy. What about? I'm good, man.
2: I'm good. I got a, uh, I got a birthday coming up, so... I got two Thunder Games right, um, you know, bookending my birthday. So I hope I get some W's, you know, for, for my birthday.
1: There we go. That's a good we birthday wish. I like Let's it. Manifest it. Yeah. Um, all right, fellas. Like I said, we got a special pod, we got a special guests. Let's get into it. So joining us today is a man who calls Oklahoma City his home. He has worked for some of the biggest companies in the world, including, but not limited to, Nike, Rolling Stone Magazine, ESPN, Grantland, Funny or Die, The Ringer, and now 342 Productions. He has worn many hats in his time covering the NBA, but now he is the puppet master behind one of the biggest podcasts in the world, The Old Man and the Three with JJ Reddick. He is a globetrotter, a great follow on Twitter, and shares the last name of the family of one of my favorite TV shows. And he is here to talk about the Thunder's Caliber. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Jason Gallagher.
3: I like Puppet Master of the Old Man of the Three. That is that is that is a nice range. And I might it spreading your say. bio. Yeah, well, uh, I wish I wish I did have a little bit more um, say on the on the amount that we talk about golf on the podcast, but other than that,
1: boy, well, Jason, man, we're excited to have you on here, man. Uh, you know, like like I said before we started, you know, we we had to work a little bit to kind of coordinate this, but we got it, we got it figured out, and excited to have you on and uh, talk a little bit, OKC, man. So thank you for coming on the pod. Of course,
3: anytime. Thanks for asking.
1: For sure, man. Well, hey, whenever we have a new guest, we like to ask a few background questions just to, you know, so the listeners can kind of, you know, get to know the people that they're listening to. So right off the bat, man, let's take it way back. What first you got into the game of basketball?
3: Um, you know, I'm not that dissimilar from from other folks. I was a, a 90s kid, um, loved watching Michael Jordan. Um, I grew up in Dallas, so I grew up a Mavs fan and Dirk Nowitzki was awesome to follow. It, like just the, the quintessential Disney character sort of figure throughout his career, you know, very tragic uh, early 2000s and, and then like a triumphant, um, you know, sort of middle part of his career. But anyway, so yeah, that that's really it. I, I've always, I've always uh, loved the sport. I always thought it was like, I always thought basketball was just like the best form of like art. I know it sounds like insane, but I'll elaborate on that in a little bit, but I, I, it was a, it was a, I always viewed it as like a Shakespearean almost, and um, so yeah, I've I've always just been a huge huge fan. I
1: like it, man. I like it. Yeah, basketball is an art form. That that's awesome. I can't wait to hear about that. Well, the
3: the the extent to which I took that was that um, after college, I moved to Chicago to do Second City comedy and quickly realize i'm not that funny on stage but i like corruption and i like uh writing and stuff like that and so me and a friend ben fort we co-wrote a two and a half long musical um about the nba lockout and the oh, premise wow. was very the premise was very similar to Ro- romeo and juliet um yeah it is two and a half hours and it is stupid how long it is um Oh, and we not get criteria. Or... It, it's on the album's on Spotify still. Yeah, 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 dude. Oh it was a big God. thing back then. It, it came out in like 2013, and it was like written about on ESPN. That's how uh, Bill Simmons like got connected with me, as he he had heard about that musical, the weird guy who wrote the musical, oh. and things kind of took out from there. I, so, so when I say basketball is an art, I am not bullshitting you. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I, mean. that's,
1: I love that. That's it. literal. What's that called? Uh it's called the lockout, a musical. The lockout. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna look it up as we speak. So yeah, Dylan, starting. Dylan has his driving material for tomorrow, by the way. That's exactly what he's gonna Dylan, listen to listen to. Dylan, don't do it. Don't
3: do it. Look, there's <laughs> a couple songs that hold up, but like if you know, if you want to hate like if you wanna hate yourself really, write a two and a half hour long musical and then go try to listen to the music again. Because so- the process is so long and arduous that by the time it like goes out, you're just like if I ever hear those songs again, I'm like, so, so no, hold on. So, to so
2: so Dylan, Dylan is actually our resident, like Hamilton lover. Like I eventually got into Hamilton and I loved I, I love that that musical. Um but you know, one time we had Mike Mescala on, yeah, and Dylan oh. wrote a song about SGA to one of the to one of the Hamilton songs. Like Those oh, yeah, wow. guns and chip. Oh wow! Did Chips.
1: you rap the so, fast uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the part I did. That is incredible. <laughs> I gotta hear
2: it. I feel like there's a thunder musical coming up in the future because of because of this podcast.
3: I'm into it. I mean, I, you guys know where you guys know where to find me. I'll yeah. I'll I'll go knock on some doors and get some funding for this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> let's oh, call it
0: Thunderstruck and you know bring in Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just make it happen. <laughs> That's awesome, Alex. I told you you're getting the second oh, question. Okay.
2: Okay. Cool. So. So, so okay. So looking at your background as far as you know what you just told us how did you eventually get into into the NBA
3: and covering the NBA um yeah I mean so I, I always just sort of like liked to um I always wanted to entertain people and I liked sports as a as an avenue to do that I like have like a very weird again like sort of an artistic love of sports and um and You know, when I was doing the musical, which again, like it was just sort of random that that one kind of took off because we had done some others about other topics, but that one took off. Um, Somebody at ESPN is basically like, you should start a blog and you can like promote yourself because I wasn't really like online back then. And so I started a blog. Uh, It was a it's no longer there, so you can't find it. Um, But it is uh, it was called Ballerball.com and it was uh, run by myself and Tyler Parker. Um, Yeah. It was actually a pretty wild cast of characters. There's a guy named C.J. Toledano, who does a lot of big work with the NBA now. A guy named Tim Boltz, who's in the Wright's of Jim He used to write on it. Um, so wow. it was like a pretty wild cast of characters that wrote this. But it was a... Sorry, my phone's uh, uh, Let me kill... Hold on. Hold on. You guys can edit around this, right? You're not <laughs> for sure sorry about that okay no we're live actually like, we're really live. <laughs> so uh anyway so- Everybody
2: ask your questions now
3: yeah seriously i in all seriousness so like i yeah so we had this ballerball.com and it was an espN like affiliate they used to do affiliate websites back then like for blogs they liked and it was basically satirical it was like the onion but sports and um and then that was Harvard. when i Started to write for Grantland and started to do all of these freelancing gigs. I, I actually was like weirdly an NFL writer for the Rolling St- for Rolling Stone. I was like, I did their like, so Sunday, which is so stupid. I like, but um, but yeah, they asked me to do that, and I I did that, and then um, sort of just saw that a lot of my writing I, I attached a lot of visuals to it. Like I didn't go to like um film school or anything like that, and uh, so I started to sort of self teach myself like um media. So like. You know, obviously, filming, editing, uh, everything like that, and then eventually, uh, eventually, did uh, did join the ringer and became like their first multimedia person, and I'm super proud of the stuff we did there, and then, yeah, JJ, uh, JJ was like, "Come on, And we did it."
0: That's awesome. Speaking- well, like, so he literally just came up to you and said, come
3: on. And... <laughs> it didn't go exactly like that. There was a little bit more drama in there, but uh, no, it's, it's, I got to, I actually hadn't met JJ until I started doing the pod for a while. Cause it was all during the, the pandemic. So, mm. um, but I was like sort of running his pod while he was still at the ringer. And so he is like, I know I like that guy. Um, and his co host is Tommy Alter and Tommy and I have worked together for a long time. I think he, Always was a fan of mine, and uh, so yeah, that's how it all got started When I left the ringer, I was actually like a freelancer, and I was doing all this stuff I was like Dan Levitard show and like Crooked Media and Blue Wire and all this other stuff and the volume and I eventually just sort of um you know I just sort of like decided to go with one guy because I was like I think he's got a really promising career and I'd like to be a part of it so
1: yeah monogamous, I like it You're yeah not a freelance <laughs> <You get> it. <laughs> not a freelancer anymore, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, it seems like you made a good choice. I mean, like I said, it's it's one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Like you know, this is this is a day and age where like a lot of like former athletes are coming out with their own podcasts. And I would say, like for my money, JJ Reddick's like Old Man the Three is like probably the best one out there, specifically like basketball wise. So yeah, uh, you know, so, must be doing something right.
3: <laughs> well, you know, and there's a. I think it really does stem from like a very sincere like love of the game and like when I was working at the ringer you can get really like when your whole job is to like give takes and like comment on everything and the ringer was so broad so it was like if an actor died you had to have a take or like you know what I mean like it was like insane <laughs> and I started to get really numb to like being on the internet and like to basketball and everything like that and JJ is just like uh, he's just like a uh, loves it like if anyone's mm-hmm. listening to this and is skeptical about his like uh, his where he's coming from it's like so unbelievably nerdy I'll, I'll read you my most recent text from him this is out okay. of blue just looked up the tracking data on team drives on nba.com obviously only have tracking data since 13 14 but what's wild is drives across the league have gone way up yet foul shots are still down weird who does that dude that, like like i got a family i can't be looking on this you know? and so but like it really has like rein, reinvigorated like a real strong passion i have for the game because mm-hmm. uh, it. you know you're getting to know some of the players and and you're getting to see some of the behind the scenes and just how how much they are <laughs> like even though they're all multi-millionaires they are not that different from us in, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways so um i love it so wow. here's
2: my question. Here's my follow-up question. Is so you read us that text. What is usually your response?
1: To? Uh just thumbs up emoji. I <laughs> said,
3: yeah, I, I said, yeah, makes me wonder why there's a perception of the problem. So I I like sort of entertain it, but he ha- I, like I, I have no problem telling him like I just buddy, like I don't even know. I I don't even can't don't match know. your energy <laughs> no, right no, now, man. I don't I, his memory, like his obsession with it is like a beautiful mind. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, dude, he's been one of my favorite players since he was at Duke
0: as yeah. a freshman. Like, love that guy all the way through. Hated him very, very much when he was with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, for that stretch, that was the most punchable face for a little bit. But, <laughs> um, no, that's that's freaking crazy. Just how it all worked out.
1: Yeah, I love it. Jerry, you can go and and uh, take this next one since Jesus we kind well, of
3: we stomped on your last question. So,
0: go no, ahead. I did that on purpose. I led into that and you didn't pick okay. it up.
3: It's a nice segue. He, he, threw it, it out was okay. It.
0: Yeah. Well, well
1: Jerry, Gallagher you're the
0: the puppet master that he is, understood <laughs> and finished out the question for me. Sorry, Do for it, Jerry. This. Do it, Jerry. This is where the crazy comes in. Sorry. Uh, no, so. Um, you're an Oklahoma city resident now. All right. Yeah. I hope I you voted. Play. All right. I hope you voted. Uh, what were your thoughts on the news? You know, of us getting the new arena were you for against it. What's, what's like, well, I mean, I guess you don't have to say that,
3: but what were your no, thoughts I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing my feelings on it. Look, I, I, uh, I'm a believer in democracy and I'm glad that the people spoke and I don't think that there's a black and white to this arena issue. The good is very good. And I think that's a lot to celebrate. And that to me is as somebody who was a little skeptical of the deal itself. um, I'm just happy. People are happy. Honestly, it's like you give the opportunity for people to vote and they overwhelmingly voted the way they wanted. And that's, that's good. My skepticism probably came from, you know, living in other cities and just like knowing sort of the league at large. I think anyone who knows that and saw the deal was probably like, Oh my God. Um, But you know, it's a, It, 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 there's a ton to like about it. And, um, I'm not one of those people that was, I got in a little trouble because I had said something like, this is a terrible deal. And then I forgot that I live in Oklahoma City and like people, (laughs) I don't know. It's just like everything like blew up. Like I heard from the mayor, I heard from all these people.
2: Oh, "Oh God.
3: And I didn't really like, I didn't, I didn't mean to, I shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have poo-pooed on it as hard as I did. And I did just because it is still bad. Like I will say out loud, it's still kind of not the best, but um, you know, I think as I said, I think democracy work, the Thunder are going to be here for a long time. They're building towards something. It's like all very exciting and, uh, yeah, I think the Thunder are super important. There's a lot of people that were against the arena that were somehow trying to say, like, the Thunder aren't important to the city. And I was like, well, that's not accurate. Yeah, the that's Thunder definitely not it. Was are... Somebody that voted yes, yeah, that yeah. was an absolute terrible deal. I mean,
0: yeah. it was, but we didn't have any leverage in the situation whatsoever. You know, we're not a, we're, we're a flyover city. I mean, let's just be real. We still oh, are totally. with all the grew up growth, but a lot of that growth happened because of the Thunder. No,
3: there's no dispute about that. And anyone, look, I've had several uh, lunches with folks after that and like talk to people and like there's zero dispute that the Thunder are crucial to the city and should do what they can to keep it. I think that, um, you know, I think that, again, it's just when you see the deal at its face, you kind of, you do take a step back. Um, And, you know, and, and then you start to wonder like, can there be a better deal? And when that's only met with sort of like, no, or they'll leave. Um, I was a bit yeah. like, well, that seems, I don't know. Have you guys ever watched like David Sampson who owned that Miami team, like talk about this? Like, he just like, yeah, you want a new stadium, just threatened to leave. And they were like, would you, were you going to leave Miami? He's like, no. And like <laughs> that's kind of my assessment of the situation, if I were, if I were to look at it, but again, like above all else, I'm an American. I believe in democracy and the people spoke and overwhelmingly, and yeah. like, I'm, I am genuinely happy. I'm going to raise my kid here. Like new arena sick. Hopefully Taylor Swift comes like that's, that's where I'm <laughs> at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be exciting. And the, and the, yeah. the, what is it? Paycom center? Yeah. It, it's things, garbage. Let's go. No, it's,
0: it's terrible. Somebody that's been to a lot of games was asking me was just like, what's wrong with it. I was like, we got like 10 bathrooms um, yeah. on each floor. That's it. And I we said, got like three
2: and, elevators.
0: <laughs> yeah got three elevators uh two escalators yeah. uh <laughs> during playoffs you literally cannot walk in that place yeah um, i bet yeah it's it's literally just a mass of it's like just ants all you know taking the the best picnic to you know back home so
2: yeah it's what we know it's what can't
0: we, know wait. And we love it
3: yeah i can't <laughs> do it anymore
0: i can't wait i cannot wait
3: hey like, i still have an old like you know not that I, I want this in my life, but like I still remember having to pee in like a horse trough at some of these
1: yeah. some older oh, yeah. stadiums. And football it's football stadiums are the worst. That, the yeah. worst. It's yeah. so
3: gross, it's yeah. insane. Uh, <laughs> it really is. No, it's, uh, it's great, yeah, no, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the for everyone here and I'm excited about it. I genuinely am. What what am I gonna sit here and bitch about? <laughs> like there's nothing to bitch about. It's an arena <laughs> vote. Yeah. That's the only thing I hate about this whole thing, was like People got really nasty and I was like, guys, it's an arena. Mm
1: -hmm. Let's all take a beat. Oh man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, me me like me in Kentucky, like, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, you you need to tell people to, you know, go vote for the arena. I'm like, listen, man, like I have no ground to stand on like telling people how they should spend their money. Like I was rooting for you know for the arena because like I like coming to visit my friends and see my favorite team in OKC. Like I, I enjoy that experience, but I, I was joking with the guys when like, I listen. Like I'm rooting for you guys, but if not, you know, Louisville, you know, let, let's send, send the, the team over here to Louisville, so it's so like it's so gonna be a little bit closer. But
3: well, I'm yeah. I'm like a I'm like a very I come I come at I can't believe we're talking about politics. I come at politics from a very <laughs> idealistic standpoint. So I always like sort of want the best. Like you you want to want the best. And mm-hmm. the conversation I had with Mayor Holt, um, you know, we basically settled on like he's a realist. I'm a citizen who is an idealist, which is which is what uh, a functioning society needs to be well. And that so is, that's what we that do. Is the,
2: that is the beautiful thing about
3: Mayor is he's a realist, it, uh, dude. And I I think the he was always super kind to me, even even when I sort of disagreed with some of the things he said. But like it, they were like splitting hairs, you know. They, they weren't like I like he has a fan because just simply the way that we we talked um, mm-hmm. about this arena thing. So yeah, it's it's a. I'm again I'm just I'm I'm glad people are happy. I'm honestly glad it's over cuz like yeah. the one thing now that the dust has settled the big league, league city slogan, like that's a baseball term. Like, what do we yeah. do, guys? We come up with a better one. I need to go find
0: a yard sign so I can just hang it up somewhere and keep it forever. So, got <laughs> <That> an <laughs> extra yard sign, drop it off. Put it, put
1: it on that bare backdrop you the got there. Jake. I saw,
3: I saw the yard <laughs> sign for the opposing, the folks who did the opposing. Oh, there,
1: there were really some of those. They, there were yard
3: oh. signs, and guys, like <laughs> yeah. it was like the most boring. I just oh, like if black you're black and like, gold. Iron, yeah. No, it was like dark green and the font was like this big and it was just like, oh, that was dark green? And it not said, your own
2: Billy, arena, some of them. Billy, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But it was so boring. Like, like at least the other one was like big and bright and bold and you put in front of your yard. You look like a fun person. Like, you put that other one in, you're like, <laughs> dude, I don't want to go to that guy's house. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> He's got plastic on the couches. We're oh. not going there. I was like, you're not even trying, guys. Who cares? Yeah. But it was funny when I said that, when I said, like, Basically, what I said was like, I thought it was a bad deal, and yeah. the amount of people that try to get me to like speak in at like um events and like things like that. I was like, No, 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 I'm not like a wow. this year, <laughs> like, this is just a guy with a Twitter <laughs> account. <You're laughs> <like> a <laughs> person, <man>. You know,
0: <laughs> you should have said,
3: here. How much here.
0: you,
3: man? I <laughs> <laughs> think I'm talking about this in the sober light of the day. Are you kidding? <laughs> you can't, you can't even
1: <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, c- kind of bringing it back to the team you know we talked a lot i mean we talked about the background we talked about the arena you know the arena is like topical but like let's get into this team because it's a very fun team to watch it's yeah. it's been a it's been a year a lot of people weren't expecting um but either way like it's been a lot of fun so i, I want to ask you as we kick off this discussion what were your expectations for the team coming into this season
3: honestly um I was like a they'll I think they will be like a top four seed in the West person um, only because only because I thought the parody in the league was pretty like crazy. And mm-hmm. they've just been playing in such a consistent s- system. Like I'm a big believer in continuity, continuity being mm-hmm. like in a league with so many superstars like like it's it's actually crazy how much talent there is and what's the big separator. It, it, it really is like how familiar are you with your teammates? I mean, we even saw that saw that with the nuggets last year we saw that in FIBA basketball where you have these like these teams that are just playing together forever and it and like weirdly like the thunder remind me of one of those FIBA teams that just gels like they just gel so well together and there's a hierarchy and there's an order to things and like that's stuff that like most locker rooms haven't even they haven't even like worked out like they walk in and it's like one guy wants to score more than the other guy but he's pissed because he's got to do it you know what I mean and it's like mm-hmm. it, from what i can tell both you know on what i'm watching and even behind the scenes like there's there's not really much of that on the thunder and i think that that has given me a lot of hope for their season when you look at the west i don't believe in like the sort of like traditional way we used to build super teams so i i didn't have a lot of faith in phoenix denver um is sort of has that like sort of next morning kind of malaise but they they're 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 the best team in the the west might still but but i guess the wolves were the biggest surprise but like i thought dallas was gonna suck i'm a dallas fan i thought they were gonna be way worse um so yeah i I don't know i was just like i the thunder i was like they're they're a steady rock if people stay healthy amen Amen. (laughs) just uh, pairing to you guys at this point So,
0: so
2: so okay so sga so you talked about you know they are um very cool, calm, collected. So SGA probably the best player on the team. Um, what accolade what accolade do you think he will get by the end of the season? Like, are we talking about MVP? Are we talking about all-star game starter? Are we talking about maybe even defensive team? You know, what kind of accolades do you see SGA grabbing by the end of the
3: season? Sure. Um, I will say this that um n- like he he better be first team I'll just say that um I'm a Luca fan and I think it I think very firmly it should be him and Luca um I was watching the game two nights ago the Mavericks game and Luca was playing with Dante Axum, uh Derek Jones Jr. Mark Keith Morris and Jaden Hardy and I was like guys he's like <laughs> he needs so much help it's crazy even though they're they're like still okay in the standings like dog that's <laughs> Um, you talk about continuity, just throw it out the window. Um, but I still think firmly those two are the best two. Um, and then you're going to have your like worldwide Steph fans that are just going to like, so I think in terms of all-star starter, I I'll be really interested to see because I think Steph will be just based on his, his fandom and the fan vote, but then it's going to be, I think it's going to be between Luca and Shay. it will be really Mm -hmm. interesting because it's a fan vote and it's going to be like, (laughs) Canadians voting for Shea and like Slovenia, yeah, yeah, and and I just think it's I at that point in my opinion, you're kind of splitting hairs because it's um they're both great in their own way. So, but I think in terms of first team, I right now, if I were to pick, it's those two, and I think it's like clear above everybody else. Um, and then in terms of um Shea's MVP, you know, situation, I don't know. I mean, it's like the the tough thing is is. I think narratively speaking, he has a lot on his side. I think the Thunder being this exciting um, and, and them exceeding a lot of people's expectations really works in his favor. Um, if there was ever a year to sort of like surprise people, this is the one. And so I think top three is in play. I mean, I, I think that like, you know, he'll need like the Embiid's of the world to chill out. And Embiid is like kind of on that another other level. quite um, 151
1: know, and 12 today.
3: Yeah, and it's yeah. just sort of like I, I didn't think he got enough credit la- like last year even for, for the, dr- the Ben Simmons. Just like the last couple, three years have been just Navigating like, everything. Oh my gosh, and to sort of continue to be that rock on that team, like I don't I still don't think he gets enough credit for that part because that mm-hmm. sort of like still keeping your locker room together um, amidst this sort of drama filled bullshit. Uh, Tyrese Maxey seems like an awesome guy, so it seems like that's working out, but Embiid, I think, is probably seems like he's the heavy favorite right now. But I think um, yeah, I think it's possible. It's like SGA's right there. And I've looked at a bunch of ladders and rankings and, and it sort of ranges anywhere from Embiid, Jokic, SGA. Um, I've saw I've seen Luca. I don't think he'll get it because the team sucks, but it's it, it's just um I don't know. I think I think SGA has the best chance of the guard for sure.
2: What a needs to happen for him to win like how do you think the team needs to finish and what do you think needs to happen maybe like around that
3: periphery like you know philly falls off like maybe two spots oh man um i think taking out the health thing i think um he's yeah i think they'd have to i think there would have to be a pretty big separator between their teams um because I don't see, I just don't see Embiid chilling out. And I don't, like, even, like, we kind of have looked overlooked Jokic. But, yeah, I was listening to our guys on the Dunker Spot. They do a podcast with us. And they were talking about, like, if you take out two Jokic games, he's having, like, the greatest season ever. Yeah. And it's sort of, like, those those <laughs> yeah. two games are such outliers for him um uh, which in some ways makes me funny so i'm like so what am i just not supposed to count bad games anymore um but <laughs> but um if you, those are like so rare so it's like Jokic is still very much like there and um mm-hmm. and then like obviously Giannis. i think he's learning to play with dame which is making him more of a monster i don't know it's just crowded it's like super early um right now i have i have shea think top three but i am it can I can be talked a lot of different ways at any given moment. Talk to me in an hour and it might change. <laughs> I
2: want to I, I want to know like when's the last time like the NBA had like six or seven thirty point scores? Like the talent in this league is just crazy.
3: I know, and it's really crazy when you consider that like uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Steph Curry are very much still very impactful players in this league, and I don't think that there any of them are in a conversation right now. Um, yeah. You know, and it's like that's just how good that's how how good guys are playing um so again i like i'm a big believer in narrative really mattering and um sga right now i think is rightfully so benefiting from some really good narratives and he will hopefully take advantage of those and and continue to excel um you know because again it's like Uh, We had Jason Tatum on the podcast one time, and he's like, sometimes the worst thing I think that happened in my career was that I, like, came out hot, you know? And I feel that way about Luca sometimes, where it's like, you come out hot, you create this weird expectation, and then all of a sudden, if you're not averaging, like, 35 and, like, 15, you're, like, always going to be, like, third or fourth on the MVP. And me being a Luca fan, I've noticed that, too. I'm sort of just like, Luca's incredible, like, playing the best basketball of his life this season. But, like, you know, the Mavs. I mean, hell, we
2: we had that as a as a team in the first iteration of the Thunder, you know, with Durant, Westbrook, yeah. Harden, where they got way too good, way too fast, and then the expectation after that was always like championship or bust, basically.
3: Oh, if I'm if if you're a Thunder if you're a Thunder fan listening to this podcast, just relish in this year, just like nope. soak in it and enjoy it because once the expectations come, that's when like you're gonna get your Stephen A's and them starting to like talk crap does sga really have it you know and like that's coming too and that's mm-hmm. gonna be annoying and then you're gonna get you're gonna wake up and you get on twitter and get pissed and start go atting people and like <laughs> that's where i am i was every at day at with russell Westbrook. <laughs> so it's like th- these years where it's like fun to root for like an up-and-coming team like there's nothing better in sports i think honestly so moving on to
0: you know, one of our other studs that we got. Uh does Chet Rent win
3: the rookie of the year? Oh yeah. Like that I'm not even thinking about it. Yes. Can we call well, it? I'll call it right now. All right, <laughs> We're calling I, it. Yeah. Tweet it. It's yeah. out. It's done. Yeah. Um look, <laughs> look, I'll say this. I, I think Wimby is awesome. And I think that the Spurs are like I don't know how much you guys have watched the Spurs, but like they're playing him really weird and it's not, I'm not a fan of that. Like they don't really run plays for him, which is insane. (laughs) Um, You know, but by, by what we've heard sort of on the uh, like Tim Lego was on our podcast and he was talking about how, like he feels like pop is trying to protect him, like in a way, like he doesn't want like any added pressure. So it's like, just really weird. And so they don't really run anything for him. And he, anytime he scores, he's like, it's like by accident or like offensive rebound or like the ball found him with like six seconds left on the shot clock. He's got to make a move. Like there's very few set design plays for Wimby, which is like sort of crazy. And it speaks to how good he is, that he is still as effective as he is. But I think just on both ends, Chet, the winning record, like I kind of don't even think it's a contest right now. They're just at two different points in their careers. And and Chet is with awesome players and he is also – meeting every expectation and i've I've always thought he's gonna be awesome we i'll get like every time we have a player on like there's always talk before after the podcast or whatever and Uh there isn't a single player that has has not been like dude chet is like the real he's for real like they they play like the pickup games with them in the summer they were like Uh one guy was like dude he was calling guys out like veteran guys and just being like like owning them (laughs) i was like dude yes so i've been excited to watch chet for a while I'm really. <laughs> I, I've been high on him for a bit. Um, I think he's going to rookie of the year. I don't think it's going to be close. I love so rookie now. of the year,
2: great. What about All Star Game?
3: Yeah. Uh, hmm. I really haven't thought much you'd about.
2: Like, you like the kombucha, kombucha girl. <laughs> oh, well, no, well. no, honestly,
3: <laughs> I haven't paid attention to like the reserve part of the All Star. Like who's who's his main competition? Like who who who's who are the people talking about?
1: Uh, so, Shangun I mean, I mean, is somebody yeah. that people have been throwing He's out been there. Fun. He's been fun. Shangun, probably
2: you know Zion. You know, I mean the the, the duo in, in Minnesota. You know Gobert and,
3: and Towns. I mean there's,
2: oh that's the, a it's fun star game
3: yeah do we, do we like how how fun is a rudy gobert star? i will say that. never
0: again no never again but only
3: again. if there's a draft because the draft is very funny if he's uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah um i think i mean i think he's super fun it's like i'd like to see him in it i i, yeah. I don't know if he'll like i guess i don't know enough about the peripheral I, I don't i mean that nicely it's sort of like the borderline all-stars to like know who should be i don't have like a strong take on that but Mm -hmm. he would be more fun than any
1: of the names you've listed. So I like that. I like that. Um, Kind of sticking with Chet a little bit, because this is kind of a, this was a talking point in the off season. And it's even kind of resurfaced uh, during the season, just because of some of the games that have happened. But do you think that OKC is maximizing Chet's talent by playing him at the five, or do you think that he'd be better off kind of like San Antonio was using Wimby early on as the four kind of let him roam around on defense? Honestly, like,
3: I kind I kind of ooh, I could really be talked into both. I guess I I guess I've enjoyed him at the five. I, I'm a I'm a I have a tendency to enjoy small lineups, but it's all matchup dependent, I think. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what's making him awesome. He's like extremely versatile player. Yeah. And that team is extremely versatile. And that's gotta be so much fun to coach. Like, I don't know. Like I could see both working in a playoff series. I really could. I'm not just I'm not just hedging. I have a lot of takes and that one I'm just kind of like
1: oh god I don't know. Uh kind of kind of coupling up on that. I I did want to ask you this because there's been you know, obviously Shay and Chet have been playing great together, playing phenomenal together. Um and this is just their first year playing together, like they haven't even played a full season yet. Um where would you rank them as a duo league wide right now? Wow, wow.
3: Man, I should have thought about this question. <laughs> they're, they're top tier. They're top tier. Like, I think that top, top ten. Oh, yeah, right?
0: Oh, obviously, that's not yeah, even. Yeah, a, I'll yeah that's you why. not even a question. No, seriously, <laughs> that's not. A, if you just break it down, that's not even a question. Okay, top okay. five, I think would get kind of like dicey, really like and I, truly.
1: Yeah, I think you can make an argument. Like, I, I'd, I'd just be interested to see, like, you know, who, who you are thinking.
3: Who i think is better um mm-hmm. as a duo well it's very interesting because it's like you can think about duo as like complementary pieces or yeah. straight up duo so like i think the best duo in the league is is Jokic murray because of how they play together and they're complementary um and you can use them together to maximize themselves and then separately they're very good and i think chat and sga are very similar um mm-hmm. so I do have them if you're talking about complimentary pieces I do have them quite high. In terms of just yeah. like two most talented players like you know LeBron AD is pretty high up there. Like mm. it's just in terms of pure talent like <laughs> Luka Kyrie's pretty up there. Um even some of yeah. the Giannis Dame. Yeah, Giannis Dame, you know, and that's still a TBD, you know, um that's still a TBD but they they look like they're figuring each other out pretty good. Honestly, Harden <laughs> Harden looks awesome on the Clippers. It's insane. And and it and in a lot of ways it's just like Ka- Kawhi's become the alpha. Like there's no more like we're gonna figure out what do you know. Kawhi's the alpha. He mm. is the one. Um and that one I can't even see like a, a duo thing. But like Fox and Sabonis also play very well. So, yeah, there's a bunch that are just like really good. Like mm-hmm. you know, Booker Durant like in a two on two like they might win it all. But terms of nba basketball actual nba basketball a duo chet and sga are high like high high i don't i don't know i, I don't know if someone's getting mad at me but i think i, I fuck it, top five whatever
1: i like yeah. it yeah like, I, I, i'm eight, thinking complimentary wise i was, because, I was like, like
0: six or seven
1: but you,
0: you were know, six mad or mad seven the, ahead of them
3: it. Well, no,
0: pretty much everybody that you mentioned, like, there's, they're, they're proven. You know what I mean? Like, some are proven, I mean, some of them MB aren't, managing. but just, yeah, I mean, you just look at a few of them. Some of them are still very new, like ours, though. And it's like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but like Jamal Murray and Jokic one was like the perfect one to start off with and just move down from there because it's, it's, it's,
3: it's Jokic and Murray. It's, it's honestly Braun and AD when they're healthy and together. They, they're, yeah. uh-huh. I, I think Tatum and Brown are really good together. Yep even though they're not as complimentary, they don't run like a lot of pick and roll with each other, but they're just so they're good at like figuring out when the other is like hot and they just, they help each other. Um, And Maxine and beat is another great one. So yeah, like, I guess the five to eight range feels feels right, but it's. I think a lot of people hedge because honestly, like they're not on national TV as much as they should be. The Spurs mm-hmm. being on national TV 19 times is a fun ridiculous, it's an abomination. I know I've dropped a couple F yeah. bombs. I'm going to try to hold back. No, That's it's fine. I do it all, it's all the time. we no, an pathetic. <laughs> yeah, I pathetic. Yeah. They need to rejigger that because how many national TV games does the Thunder have? Seven it's no, yeah. an absolute – and the Wolves, too. They, they put them on TV. Let's go. Come
1: on. Yeah. yeah. Flex, man. Flex those first yeah. games. Um, yeah, talking about them as a duo, I, I was thinking more like complimentary just because, like, yeah, you know, offensively, like, obviously you can run them pick and roll, but, like, defensively you've got the steals leader by far in Shea Golds Alexander and then one of the best shot blockers in the NBA, Inchette Holmgren. Yeah. Have you heard the, the nickname that's starting to go around for them? No. What is it? The stock market. Ooh. Because the steals and the blocks. I love blocks. that. I, um, I actually really love that. Start pushing it, man. It's, it's going <laughs> to catch on. All right. Who started it? Did y'all start it or is that just. No, nah, a- no. Nah, it was actually. Uh, let me find it. Uh, it's some dude on Twitter. His name is at Sam Ball So shout out Sam. He does listen. So shout out Sam. Uh, he came up with that, uh, I think, two days ago. So nice. That is beautiful. That's awesome. So, okay. So, speaking
2: about duos, so we have Shay, we have Chet. Um, but, you know, just like that guy on the infomercials at Saturday night at two o'clock in the morning, but wait, there's more. Um, is Jalen Williams the perfect complimentary piece for those
3: two guys? Yeah. 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 Um, I we love-, love that
2: answer. Yeah. That's I, I love the answer, certainty. I love, I love
3: <laughs> Jalen Williams. And, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But a little birdie told me they were talking to Manu Ginobili, and Manu like said, "Like Jalen Williams reminds me of me, and he's one of my favorite players. Like wow. he is, like he is, uh, like you can't put that on a quote card because it's not verified. And if you do, whatever. Um, <laughs> he is, he is, uh,
2: we're definitely
3: it, clipping that. <laughs> but it definitely it made me think, like man, like he is, um, he's I, I don't know, he's one of my favorite players. I just like love his. He's got such a cool vibe too. He's just like okay. easy to root for, really likable, um, and yeah. As a complimentary piece, just his versatility too. It, it's just, it, I, I, I'm so jealous of the. I'm just so jealous. They're so perfect. It pisses me off. Do
2: you? Okay, complimentary, yes, but, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too dark on this pod on this podcast. It's been all love and positivity, but. Do you ever – do you think that in the future there could be the possibility of, like, a hearted situation where this guy is just so good yes. Yes. that he almost needs yes. his own team in order yes. to flourish?
3: Uh, yeah, yes. I think he's that good. And, like, okay. that, that's a compliment. Like, again, it's a compliment to uh, to him and to the development of, that the Thunder have. But, like, I think he's that good. I think he's, like – I think he's really, really – yeah, he's the man. Agree. Unfortunately. I guess fortunately and unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily you have about a billion draft picks to to figure it all
0: out. So you gotta keep that stockpile rolling in. Those those rookie contracts run out. Um so just by the way, I'm gonna skip this next question.
2: Why? Uh,
3: Oh, give it to me. Come on. on, Okay.
0: All right. So I am totally against this question. I cannot (laughs) believe this is even coming out of my mouth. Um because I would never, for the record. He's the best ever at what he does I mean, what he's here for, so I don't want to hear it. But do you think that Lou Dort's here for the long term? Because he absolutely Ooh. fucking is. I don't even want to hear your answer. He's here forever.
1: <laughs> no pressure. You cannot
0: a, he's take a resident, him away.
2: He's our resident Dort lover. Go ahead, go ahead and do, do your uh, your your greeting to Dort every, every podcast that you're on.
0: Man, Lou, if you're listening, I love you and I hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> Um that's
3: very nice.
0: Yeah. That's very nice. I, that's how I feel about the guy. No one plays defense better than Lou Dort. I don't care. Argue a wall. Um, if he was four inches taller, he would absolutely dominate everybody. He'd
2: be making thirty million dollars a year. Yeah,
0: nobody's arguing but, that. <laughs> oh no, but you guys still want to trade him because he didn't take enough corner threes for you guys. Wait, or, you, you, you know, your, he didn't finish question, at the rim.
3: Your question to me was do I think he's here for the long call? And, yeah, and I'm just telling you he is. Oh, okay. So, good question. So, do I have an opportunity? Reverse. It was a
0: reverse. Right. Answer. No, no, You answered for me. I don't want to. No. Answer I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm sure people would want to hear your take and not mine. I don't have a take.
3: It's like, um, if, like, I, I, why are you stockpiling draft picks if not to just trade those? Just trade those. Thank you. But, but Ooh. if you were to trade a valuable player,
2: <laughs>
0: it's it's Bertans. That's oh, exactly wow. it so is. valuable. So valuable.
3: <laughs> guys, guys. Um I have he was I was on the Mavericks last year and Yeah, that's uh, true. Man, he he can hit the highs are so high and the yep. lows which are very frequent are extremely low. Oh yeah. We, we've we've had many highs to work out. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you had that uh, no.
3: one preseason game where he was like 7%. Yeah, the
0: yeah. preseason game, I would say we've say, we've had a glimpse, and that was it, and it's just yeah. been, yeah. it's The wings have been falling off that plane ever since.
1: Yeah, he had that one where he dribbled to the right corner and, like, turned, like, all the way around, just, like, flung it up, and it went in, too. That was cool. That, that was the high.
2: That was the yeah. high. <laughs>
3: I, was there, I, I tweeted a photo right after that i tweeted a photo of the guy who sings the richmond north of richmond song i just tweeted that photo and it was like um <laughs> tonight as <laughs> they blew up it's like for whatever reason the first time i saw that guy's music video i was like that's Fortons."
1: <laughs> that's amazing
3: that's how you know you're an nba sicko is what you <laughs> Everyone's arguing about politics And you're like That guy looks like Bertans
1: We're we're talking about Bertans a little bit And I don't think he's going to answer this question But you know Outside of the starters um, Who do you think Is the most impactful role player on this team? A couple different directions you can go
0: Yeah Yeah there's only one basketball Jesus. I'm just gonna say that.
3: Are, who are you talking about Poku? Oh, no. Please no, no,
0: absolutely. <laughs> Wiggins. I, no, I like Wiggins.
1: The the the
3: other Jalen Williams I like a lot. Um, love him. Um, and is is Isaiah Joe starting? He's not starting, right? No, no, he's, he's not. sixth him. man.
0: I freaking love him.
3: He's awesome. Is it like are people people like him, right? Oh oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, that's my answer. That's my, my, that's my answer.
2: My, 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 my daughter loves him. Yeah. I think
3: he's
0: awesome. I'm, I'm like a big man. Yeah, I, yeah. So speaking of him, whenever he came, we came back on you guys 25 at our place. Yeah, he's the technology. one that I just had to throw <laughs> that out there. I, I was at that <laughs> game actually. So it was yeah, who's it was a the fun thunder
3: version before. of that guy. Like uh you know when you play a player and you're like, "Is this the best player ever? Why are they the best player ever?" I'll take jersey? your pick. Oh, <laughs>
2: that was uh, who was it? Aaron Holiday a couple days ago. Against Aaron Houston.
3: Holiday. Yeah. Reggie uh, Jackson was that for us forever. I was like, "Is why isn't Reggie Jackson's jersey already retired?" Like he, he's done it to us too. Guy? Yeah, done it to us.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Who's
2: the
1: guy? Who's the guy in Sacramento that? Monk, that just... Malik Monk. He had a uh, Vajenkov.
2: No, he was he was a little guard, the little guard that just kept pounding SGA and
1: oh, um, oh Keon Ellis, oh Keon, Keon, Keon Ellis, Keon, is. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, freaking all those guys, man. They always have yeah. games against us.
1: Yeah, we've got we've got legendary Thunder Killer. Like you could do like a whole starting lineup of Thunder Killers. <laughs> JJ Berea was like the one for a long time. So there you go. You can you can hang that over our head.
2: <laughs> and Dirk, Dirk killed us yeah. in those playoff runs. Well, yeah, he's no.
1: supposed to kill. It's he... yeah,
2: true. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But still, I... man,
3: what what he did in the Western Conference the year they the year that he won the championship was
2: mm. otherworldly. Every
3: everyone always says like, man, those finals. But I was like peak, peak, peak Dirk in those playoffs was against the Thunder. Like, unfortunately, yeah. I think because the the defense the defenders were so like uh, sort of renowned, so it was like what he was doing against Ibaka. And, and these guys, it
1: like, oh, my gosh. We threw so a Bach cool. at him. We threw, friggin' Bobo, KD, Perkins. like, Perkins, it didn't matter. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: All right, oh. so, um, yeah, I got it. Uh, so, we're here, number two in the West, 17 and eight. Do you think it's too soon for OKC to be buyers?
3: Uh, No. No,
1: no, not. okay.
2: So, what, what kind of buyers? Because I mean, you could do you could be buyers and buy like, midnight are we, gra-
1: we we shopping at Save a lot, or
2: yeah, we shop shopping at Save a lot. We're shopping at you know, I, I don't know any high end
1: stores. Whole Foods, <laughs> Whole Foods, yeah, yeah.
2: Whole Foods, Sprouts. Sprouts. No. Look,
3: I think with tea, again, I you go through a rebuild obviously to gain assets or whatever, but it's also to develop your talent. I don't think you I don't think you spend this long to just throw a big wrench in it. And so uh, I wouldn't even want to be a buyer, like a a big, I don't want to go to like Whole Foods or whatever, you know, like I I actually think that like complimentary pieces um, one of the big things that was like an education thing for me was is we do this video series called islands in the league. And if you, if you're thinking about the trade market or whatever, this is great. This, this one, one little monologue JJ did on the trade market. And it was essentially that you hit, like, it's re- incredibly rare to trade for a big time player and then win. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it will have to take a couple years to happen. And there are some exceptions to the rule, but the exceptions are like pretty far and in between, like, like, you're talking like Clyde Drexler, like that, you know, you kind of have to go back super far to think Kawhi. back. And, and Kawhi. Yeah. Those, those were like the main examples. And then, but then, but there are a lot of examples of bringing in complementary role players that have changed just, just taking it up just a little bit. And I think that that's like, I think that's where the thunder should, should want to be. And, and, and if I'm a fan, that's where I want to be, Uh, you know, back before anyone knew what the season was going to be back before the Dame trade. Yeah. You know, I, I had heard people be like, we got to go all in for Embiid. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, first I would be sick, but it's sort of like, I I don't know. That's like, that's like you, you're starting from, you're sort of starting from scratch in some ways. Mm-hmm. Every time You bring in a personality that big. Cause again, usually with those big, awesome skill sets comes big, awesome personality. Um, so, yeah, I don't have expectations. Yeah, exactly. And so I've seen some of the trade names floating around for the Thunder. And by and large, like, it seems like, you know, the biggest name that seems to be constantly coming up is Markkinen. Mm-hmm. And and he has, uh, he sort of, like, strikes me as the kind of person that's, like, the maybe the best case scenario of, like, a high-profile player, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, like, I don't think he's disrupting the locker room that much i don't think he's disrupting the current existing flow that much and um you know and he and he could he could play like a real wild card kind of role and that's that's always fun to have i always believe that like every team should have like a wild just nothing's working go to work kind of guy and he is like pretty awesome So I don't know. That's probably the one of all the ones I've read. That's probably like my favorite. I could see a world where they they could fit pretty seamlessly if he's he's okay not starting, although he might start him. (laughs) So it's sort of of like, yeah, I don't know. I I also have like this fever dream of Durant coming back, Um, but that would be quite the personality to bring in. Yeah. Uh, I'd but, rather go
0: climb Devin and jump off of it.
1: Than, oh you, God, it. I, you
3: wouldn't accept it? I
0: couldn't, man.
3: Can I tell you why? Can I try to convince you why right now?
0: Oh, he's the no, perfect no, compliment. Would, would I, I pre- Okay, go ahead, and I'll tell you kind of my whole
3: thing. bit. Throw basketball out the window. I'm just literally talking about why. Because I think that he is a clear, like, top 15, top 20 player of all time. And he is one of the all-time greats. And I cannot think of a single all-time great who doesn't really have a home in some ways. And and I think because of that, his reputation or his his legacy might be um in a little like overlooked, you know, like in some ways, because like if he doesn't have any stands in his corner, then like who's gonna stand up for him 10-15 years after he retires? everyone's just gonna be like oh yeah you know and they're just gonna constantly overlook him and i think his career is too good he's too good for us to just be like dismissive and so i personally would love a reunion just so and i would love for him to like have a reunion take sort of back seat to these new guys and help the thunder actually win a championship i mean i want i think it'd be awesome i like i think his jerseys should be retired here regardless but like I think I think it would be awesome, so awesome if eventually he like got to be that kind of like uh, more mentor type role in the organization. Because I can't, I can't, I care about like the legacy of the game, and I care about these modern sure. players. and I think, well, you, yeah,
0: well,
3: Sam will never bring him
0: back. Let's just say that. I mean, he's shown us the guy that he took care of for the next couple of years afterwards. In Russell. pro sports,
3: man, you have a short memory in pro pro sports. I could see
0: it. Mm-hmm yeah well but he for, from a basketball point of view he ruined basketball for those couple of years yeah like it wasn't even fun
2: <laughs> you know
0: and that's kind of like the decision that i stand on because i am a competitor i like put me against the Jerry, best right
2: he's gonna cut his nose to spite his face
0: no i but i agree with you he is one of the best players ever Absolutely mm-hmm. is, you know what I mean, hands down. But I just don't see it happening. Would it be cool? Maybe, but like at the same time, it makes me want to puke.
3: I don't know you that well, but man, I th- I could. I bet you you'll get a little chills when you're like, oh man, Durant's helping us win a title. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Russ, man. Like
0: how big of a how how big of a fan that I am. I mean, my daughter's named after Russell's wife.
3: Nina, like, yeah, (laughs) like, that's how big of a fan I am. I love. I'm a big Russ. uh, Like, I have, I will, I will defend him with my life. I love. He's my all time favorite uh, non Maverick. Russell Westbrook. Hey. Nice. 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 Just got all, Hacks. all those fans that didn't like you because of the arena thing, you just, yeah. <laughs> you just got them back. Are you kidding me? He's like the best, like he's the most passionate, most exciting in his prime, the most exciting player I've ever seen. Yep. And I think he's so fun. And it, he seems to be a joy to play with. Every single one of his play, teammates love him, except for maybe Durant. But you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> dude, he's the best.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Okay, it we can agree best- on that. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> we can agree <laughs> on that. You're back in Jerry's good graces now.
0: <laughs> no, no, I I don't disagree with you. It's just
1: like I just wouldn't want him back from a fan perspective.
0: I get it. I get
2: and, it. and there there
1: are people that are in Jerry's boat like that. Oh like, i'm sure, I was like, are too far gone on that. Yeah. I'm
3: sure. I'm sure. I think it's look. Th- two things can be true at once. Grant mm-hmm. could and should be able to do whatever the hell he wants. He's Absolutely. To- it's you <laughs> tell that he went to Golden State. I will. Yeah, always, yep. I, I, I'm a fan first. Like I'm sort of like, you know, I'm I'm like a, I am also a competitor, and it's it's sort of unfathomable to me. But again, it's like I it, he he wanted to do it and then won titles and it worked. So yeah, yeah. You know, but not everything is so black and white. There's a cost with that, and part of the cost is that. Golden State fans have sort of turned on him. <laughs> like yep. Brooklyn fans don't like him. Phoenix, what is going on? I don't know, man. He Congrats. doesn't have a
2: home, man. That that
0: is sad. That is sad for a
2: top super sad. Player. He's an all he's, he's an all
3: time yeah. great, and he's he, been can, like... he
0: can like go home to Washington D.C. <laughs> <laughs> go over there, make it happen. <laughs> About to be Norfolk, Virginia here soon, but um... you know they're
1: they can make it happen. <laughs> I can see it happening. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it.
1: That's amazing. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and ask here. So, you know, we talked, we talked briefly about trades. You know, obviously, Laurie and KD will be awesome. Fit-wise will be amazing. Um, you know, you mentioned some, like, complimentary pieces. Is there, like, any, like, kind of, like, on the fringe complimentary players you would like to see OKC target? Man.
3: Jerry? Oh, keep going, keep going. I got you, I got you. Um, I thought he was talking. I like, and wanted to stand and talk and and proclaim (laughs) the role player he wanted. Um, uh, Yeah, I I don't have any names off the top of my head, but I do think that complimentary role players are what should be targeted. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, who's like, uh, you guys may be able to think about it, but you know, who's like a perfect type of player is kind of like a, like a Malik Monk. Who's just, again, like, I I think that Thunder have a lot of, like, perfect fits. And Mm -hmm. every team can use a little bit more shooting. Every team can use a little bit more 3 and D. One of my favorite players for the Mavericks over the last 10 years was Dorian Finney-Smith. And I hear he's on the trade block. And it's sort of like, that kind of guy would be freaking awesome. Because he is a defensive, like, he is a defensive nightmare. And like he guarded our team's best players for us. He's probably like slowed down a little, but like this good guy, no drama, you know, JJ played with him. One of his favorite teammates ever, just like awesome, awesome dude. He can shoot the heck out of the ball. Um, So yeah, he's like a type of player that, that I would love to see. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, it's like those long three and D guy, like you can never do enough of those. So, you know, it, and and dorian's never gonna be like a like a malik monk like i say where he's not gonna just like be the spark plug that you kind of need like those 2011 mavs like we throw brea and be like all right go kill him and and it was great (laughs) um you know and so that that's sort of the one that like i kind of have like a two different minds on that where it's like a spark plug type player for the playoffs because not to ramble but like and I keep referencing the podcast because that's like essentially where I get all my my information.
1: Um, absolutely, do it. But, but
3: we, you know, you sit in a room and you learn stuff. But it's like, uh, Missoula was talking about bringing KP in, and and basically like the playoffs taught me that you need a curveball, basically. And he was like, when you're doing the you know when you're adjusting to their adjustment they're adjusting to your adjustment well and it kind of comes to this kind of game he was like you need a curveball you need something to switch something up and i don't think that the thunder have fully seen what that looks like yet on a on a defensive situation so that's why i feel like a curveball type player a and i say malik monk he's not available <laughs> so i don't know i yeah. name but that type of player who is like Oh, my God, Malik Monk at 42 tonight? Or, like, what happened? You know, like that type of player would be cool. If not that, then I think a 3 and D, like a Dorian Finney-Smith, who, you know, might be available. That'd be cool.
1: Very much would yeah. welcome that. He's he he's like my new agenda. Like, you know, obviously, like, Laurie. Laurie is, like, the one that I want the most. I, hashtag Oak, Laurie, Homa, City, Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. but Dorian Finney Smith is like my role player agenda, so, like, so I'm so
3: when, um, when we don't were... ever
1: do that again, by the way,
3: <laughs> Oak <Laurie. laughs> it looks better and in, in, in typed out. <laughs> yeah. don't ever
1: say that out loud.
3: <laughs> One more time, I gotta get this. What is it?
1: Oak Laurie Homa City Thunder. Wow, no, <laughs> gotta call it
3: Big Leap, Big Laurie City. <laughs> we'll just type it out. Just make a shirt, to- we'll make a shirt um i uh i yeah when whenever we moved to oklahoma city we were kind of like it was pandemic and my wife bought a bunch of chicks for some reason (laughs) and and she was like i'm buying these chicks we're gonna raise these chicks and her her parents live on a farm in kansas um and so we got to i got we got to oh god there we look at how terrible that looks like whoa um Anyways, but one of the chicks we loved, some we love Dorian so much we named one of the chicks Dorian Finney Chick. Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs>
2: is, is Dorian still alive?
3: Oh, uh, the chick. The chick. Like, Finney Smith, I'm pretty sure he's alive, but no, uh, the chick, I have no idea. We will have oh, to, uh, we'll have to consult the folks on that one. Um, no, Dorian Finney Chick, hashtag Dorian Finney Chick. No, he. Actually, is like my was my son's like favorite player, which is crazy. He was like ranking players in the league, and he was like one Luca, two Giannis, three Dorian, finney Smith. Okay. <laughs> that's
1: that's <funny>. amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, that's how my daughter
0: up. associates Lou Dort too. It's Shea and then Lou Dort. It's yeah, like yeah, perfect. We all need time.
3: that kind of player.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of wrapping up Thunder conversation here. So you know, you mentioned at the top of this. Uh, you've had us as a top four seed coming into the season. Uh, you know, for much people, like, we've exceeded expectations. Like, we're much better than a lot of people thought we were going to be. Uh, how we've played so far and how the league's kind of shaping up, what's your final prediction for the Thunder's record and standing? Uh, I think
3: – I think just under 50 wins. Yep. Uh, and then I think – I think top four seed. Like I'm I'm holding on to it. I think that I mean, granted, like you lose three games, you're like all of a sudden the ninth seed, like everybody mm-hmm. else. But again, I think that they're um they're just getting they're they're having like these really crucial big wins. Like I keep watching, and it's like that win against Denver, like just a regular season win, but it's sort of like I don't know, man, that builds character. That kind of win builds confidence and character for the next time that situation comes up. And eventually into the playoffs, and so I have like a lot of faith in them. And again, the West is full of parity, and a lot of people said this is not original take, but like everything's gonna be matchup depend- dependent. I don't think it, there's gonna be a huge difference between the one seed and the two seed, especially yep. if the you know the one seed has to play the the Warriors and everyone's healthy. And you know what I mean? It's like it's like mm-hmm. just gonna be crazy. And I think that the best thing for for any of these teams is that the hardest. The, you know, they're sort of like peers or whatever you want to say. Their main competition could get knocked off by somebody else. And so um the Thunder, you know, just got to build that continuity. And then I kind of think anything can happen in the playoffs, even though I think Denver is a heavy favorite. It's like if Denver hits like the Clippers and they're rolling and then all of a sudden hits like the Suns and then the Thunder, it's like that's a hard, that's a hard, you know, stretch of game. So I don't know. Gonna be interesting, but I, th- I have them as a the top four seed still.
1: Okay, I like it. Home court advantage, you know. That's that's the goal. Um, but yeah, um, I think we to bring as, that alley, the alley, thunder alley. Let's do that. Bring, bring that back. There? Somebody yeah. got at leave, leave right? home.
2: Yeah.
1: I Somebody think that's got, why yeah. they ended it. Do I anymore Like, look, <laughs> here, was, here were,
3: if I was in the room for the, the stadium negotiations, I would have said, I'd have said, look, basketball tickets are not cheap. Um, and Mm -hmm. we understand that we're going to be taxing people for, uh, an arena in which you have to have money to go inside. Let's bring back the the alley because that is something that everybody can enjoy. And it is, it is for the community could feel like, so I feel like that's gotta be a part of it. Like I was so Mm -hmm. like. I, I was so into that. I watched it. For, I didn't want live in here, but I was watching it on TV and I was like, man, that's cool. What the, what the Raptors do. Jurassic Park was wild. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I
0: think we might get something very close to that with the new arena though. That's I cool. think we are like. dropping some intel? No, it's just the way that oh. they're. Yeah, like no, new? it's
3: just to make it.
0: No, culture? no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's just the, the way that new arenas are being built. None of them are built the old way. Quote unquote, you know, totally. they're, they're all huge just areas. And that whole area, they're talking about turning it into a full-on entertainment district from mm. top to bottom. I mean, that development project, it may not get that tall. You know, the big skyscraper yeah. that everybody was been talking about for the last week. It's pretty, um, Yeah, it, it may not be that big, but still, that stuff is coming. Like, yeah. it, it's happening down mm. there. So, um, I think we're going to get something like that. Thunder Alley will be back um, hopefully with more security and Better people that don't bring guns to activities like that.
3: Maybe we um, call it an alley this time because an alley just yeah that's kind of sketch. Yeah, negative, yeah. negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's like Thunderland.
0: I don't know. i yeah. yeah, I'm behind it. Yeah, Thunderland. Let's just re- yeah. Let's go. Or we storm we shelter. No, we call ourselves the Storm Chasers, <laughs> but not do all the crazy shit that those guys do in the arena. Um, the yeah. Hang out.
3: The so, yeah, the Thunder Security. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We got this figured
1: out. Jason,
2: yeah. it's been a, it's been a pleasure, man. I'll see
1: you. Alex got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, yeah, so it'll
0: probably happen, and I can't wait.
1: Yeah, that'd be amazing, man. Like dead ass, I stayed in
0: Oklahoma and Oklahoma City because it got passed. I was gonna move if it didn't get passed. Really? Oh yeah, that's how serious I was about this.
3: But they weren't gonna leave. Sorry.
0: <sighs> yes, they were. <laughs> If Seattle and Las Vegas did not have open gyms and things mm. ready, I would not be as crazy as I've I. Have, I'll have it.
3: my people talk to your people, and we'll we'll settle it there. I don't. Right. Think <laughs> they're, I don't I'll think. Sit- they're, and based on everything I'd heard, they were not leaving. But mm-hmm. they uh, Clay Bennett did not become the enemy of the world. It's just so he could like, you know, be like, oh, well, I don't want a team anymore. No, it, they weren't leaving. They were not leaving. But. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad they're here. Uh, they, they, you know what? The guarantee that they're here is the best part. Simply, yeah. 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 End of story. Yeah. And that 2050 clause is is why it's a good deal. Like it. It is both. It can be both. Yeah. It's a long way, way away. away. Yep. It's a long way, way, way Long way away. Are, are we gonna be alive? We'll see. <laughs> Let's hope we so. will see. Let's <laughs> hope hope so. hope, yes, they out the Thunder <laughs> Hour, and, and you know maybe you'll. <laughs> watch. That's true. That's true. It's it's not. It's Thunder Boulevard.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll workshop that name.
3: Um, no, we need to call
0: it Court because it you know puts well, yeah, in like the cul-de-sac.
3: A I love it on a Court, and it's not that. It's okay.
0: Yeah, we need a cul-de-sac <laughs> feel to it. You know, Thunder Cul-de-sac because those are always safe. They're better than Main Streets and thoroughways. That's so. Right. Uh, All
1: right, Jason, um, you know we've talked a lot about Thunder. I know you said like forty-five minutes. You know we've just been riffing off each other, having a good time. Um, I, I had three more like fun questions, while it was close with the fun little segment. You go for it? Let's go. All right, All right just we'll roll, see. Dylan. I'll shut up. I'm good. At All, that, right, you're good. <laughs> kind of. All right, you can riff off. You're good. So I mean, <laughs> I this did. can be as wrap as far as you need to be. Um, what's been your favorite moment covering the NBA? Wow, uh, definitely the 2011 nba finals uh
3: again it was it was it it, it it wouldn't be as good without the pain that came before it like for mm-hmm. sure i but be, between 2006 and 2011 i was the most miserable sports fan to watch sports with. i was like <laughs> watching every game and i'd be like you know it's rigged right you know fucking, they'll just do whatever like i was being <laughs> such an asshole to, to watch a game with um 2006 finals sucked shout out Wayne wade shout out the uh Bennett Salvatore, the great referee, uh <laughs> really fucked us there. And then uh 2007 obviously the Warriors killed us and 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 you know, it was tough times for Dirk. And uh Dallas was was sort of over the next few years, the the local radio stations called us the one and done boys. And nobody had any, like every ESPN analyst, every person was picking against Dallas every single series. Portland, Thunder, mm-hmm. Lakers, like Miami, all of them. And that was as close to a Disney movie as you could get. And I, and I've said this before, it's like, it's kind of wild knowing that I've already lived my greatest sports moment. Like I know it, like <laughs> there's nothing that's going to top that, you know what I mean? So, um, and then Mark Cuban broke up the team. So great stuff, man. Did, did you get to go
1: to any of the games or?
3: No, I didn't go. I was living in Chicago. I had no money. So gotcha. but, but, uh, at the, the game winning game, like all my Chicago friends, like came over to watch me watch the game. I was like a zoo animal. <laughs> I was sitting there, watching it, and they all sprayed champagne on me. It was great. I got super drunk. Bought like seven hundred dollars worth of shit uh, that I regret, but I still own. I'm like, I have like four <laughs> mouse pads that would say Champions. Like it's insane. <laughs> um, like awesome. <laughs> so, but that's 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 what and stuff like that. Like not to constantly bring it back to this like dumb political thing, but it is stuff like that that like is why having a team is important and like. Mm-hmm. I think if you, you know, if you believed that the Thunder were li- leaving, then like it's a no brainer vote, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, but it's stuff like that. You know, it's like my kid's going to remember that. It's going to be passed on forever. Like it's, it's, it's ingrained in you. It's awesome. <laughs> They're going to go to the safety up. deposit box and be like, what the fuck? Why does dad have all these <laughs> mouse you know those in little here? <laughs> I got two, I got two of those like license plates that goes, the borders are license plates. Oh, I can, oh I can, yes. I put that on any of my. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't even, dude. Oh, no, one chore. needs to
0: go on tomorrow, all right? <laughs> you just need to make it happen, throw it on there tomorrow, fresh out the box. Like yeah. uh, you're sick. Mean, why
1: not, right? It was. Yeah.
0: If I ever see it, I know exactly what car you're in. So <laughs> to be even I'm better. That I'm that guy.
1: <laughs> that all right, here we go. Uh, next question: Did you ever come to blows with Bill Simmons or Ryan Rosillo over their rust takes? No,
3: I did disagree. Uh, with Bill about his rust takes though. Like, mm-hmm. like I guess go to, you try not to go to blow with your boss.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But I, it was starting <laughs> to,
3: I did, I did like, I have passionately like in the, in the common space, gotten into it like KOC and those guys and just been like, you guys are like rewriting a narrative about a player. And, and I'm telling you history is going to prove you wrong because that for a long time, this guy, was insanely good and I think that a combination of injuries uh his teammate bailing to go play for the other team like there's a bunch of like people try to say like Kevin O'Connor will tweet stuff like he's never won anything and it's like man but he was awfully close and he Mm -hmm. he got like I guess if you want to count like hit the prime years in which he could have won like a lot of those years were ruined by some weird injury by either KD or Russ, Patrick Beverly, Patrick wow. Beverly or, you know, and it's like they were really close to beating that, those, that, that golden state team that everybody talks like, you know, like th- that, like that wasn't a thing. And it's, and you can make an argument that if KD was, was the sort of guy um, probably would have won. So it's sort mm-hmm. of, it's sort of one of those things. I, I, but I have argued to death, with people about that, I used to say I used to say I wanted to do a video series, uh, where it was like a tag team takes or whatever. So you had four in each corner, and you, like you could mm-hmm. tag in and out. Um, and That's Tyler awesome. and I were always going to be on the the Russ side. We were going to do Russ, like the just the Russ narrative, and then we were going to do another one on Dirk versus KG because that split the office in half too. So wow, that would have been amazing. That's an yeah. interesting one too.
1: That one's good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, hey, this is seasonal, man. You know, tis the season. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh wow, what a question! Um, probably Elf. I don't, I don't, I I know that's not like,
3: and it's like, do you count uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Because I think that's a great movie. Um, Oh, my family loves Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, we we love it over here too. But yeah, I think I think the Elf is just like it can just it just can be on. I'm not mad at it. Some some Christmas movies are on. You're just like, God, get it off. I'm never mad at Elf. Like I don't know, so uh, I don't watch a ton. um, But you know, whatever. I I find most Christmas movies to kind of suck, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you got some classics, and like you said, Elf is a good one. Yeah. Jerry, what's your favorite one?
0: Gosh, has to be Home Alone one and two. I can watch both of those and laugh uh, just as much. Your favorite? You got to pick one. Oh man bird lady kind of creeps me out number two <laughs> um but the storyline is like really fun yeah um one is just so classic I, i'll have to go with one because it's like it's more relatable um it's, i it's mean it's great in in like the
3: iconic the, the scenes are more iconic in
0: that one. yeah yeah i mean the kevin scene in the airport like anybody that i know is kevin they get at least one <laughs> scream like that um <laughs> yeah so uh yeah gotta be home alone what about you dylan
1: See, no, nah, I mean, we actually had this debate on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he was on, but we had, like, Twitter questions, and it was home one, one or home one, two. And I picked home one, two, just because, like, I, I feel like you got to see Kevin in his bag a little bit more. Like, you know, you, oh yeah, he, 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 he was in familiar territory at his house, but, like. Agreed. He, he really had to think on his toes, like, in New York, like, going to that abandoned house that, like, his aunt and uncle was doing work on, like. You really got a seam in his back, so I, I always appreciate that more as a kid. Have you
3: guys yeah. ever
1: uh seen the take? My buddy
3: Jason Concepcion came up with it, and he wrote it for Grantland, and then it blew up. But it was that Kevin grows up to be uh the saw guy, the jigsaw saw guy. Oh my god! You ever seen that? He like I, has, no well, like, has his whole fan like theory about like it all started when burglars tried to. And then he became this like master, like sort of contraption guy <laughs> and that's Kevin grows up to be a uh, Jigsaw. I'm going to have
0: to actually go watch that now. Cause that's, yeah, gonna are, really yeah, it,
3: it's, it, yeah. I'll, I'll pass along the article.
1: Um, it's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jason, that's, that's all we got, man. That's, that that's the whole podcast. I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on in the first yeah. place, but for staying on almost double the time you said you would, uh, you were most gracious. It was a great time having you on. And this is the part where we let uh, you plug all the stuff that you're working on where people can find your work.
3: Um, well, right now, I'm in the middle of a few projects, but I but I can't really talk about them yet. So right now we'll just talk about the podcast. We just crossed a million subscribers on YouTube. So if you uh-huh. haven't yet, uh, right did that yesterday. It was a momentous day for our company so if you if you uh, are on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, do it, please. And then, um, yeah, that's it. We got a great episode with Austin Reeves dropping tomorrow. Some a lot of fun stuff. I didn't know. I don't know much about him, but like that guy's a straight up like, like hick. Like it's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> he plays yeah, for the yeah. I don't he think definitely I, fit in
0: in Norman. He definitely fit in down there. Yeah,
3: he's the man. And I I didn't know that he was like I I didn't know he was like a LeBron hater either. Growing yeah. up, um, yeah. And so, and so that got brought up on the podcast, which I found to be like, uh, it, I found it to be very charming. So,
1: listen, is- and I, I don't know if you could actually say this or not, but you know, we had Jalen Williams on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is, is there going to be any other Thunder players in the future, possibly? Definitely, definitely.
3: We got a good relationship with them now. No, it was great. It was actually awesome because we we taped it right downtown at a place called Lampstand, which is. Um, on in film row and um some of the thunder people that kind of control the yeses and the noes, and, and we all had a great time and they they they, they i mean like look it we, we're we love the thunder like it, it's not bullshit like we we all love the team and Jalen williams is like weirdly one of jj's top like five players like in the league right now like he loves them That's and so awesome. yeah we're hoping to have a couple more um um so yeah that's that's as best I can say. I don't want to overpromise under uh, under delivery, you know what it is.
1: I, I'm I'm excited either way. I I'm an avid listener of the show. Um and you know, it just it, it just makes me click that much faster if I see a thunder player. So um yeah, yeah it. Jason. It was funny,
3: like for the longest time, Thunder fans would like at us almost every episode and be like, You're <laughs> hitting the Thunder. And we're like, We're promised we're not. We're desperately <laughs> trying to get a player. But I think yeah. the ball is gonna roll a lot faster now. Now that especially that now that y'all are good too. It's like we gotta get these. You know,
1: award campaigns going. Come
3: on, bring on the show. Talk about it. So,
1: let's get it, man. I love it. Well, uh, Jason, you know, like I said, doing awesome work there uh, with uh, JJ Egg and Old Man of the Three. Subscribe if you guys have not on YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcast. And uh, yeah, Jason, once again, thanks for coming on. It was an awesome time. We'd love to have you back on another time.
3: Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. After
0: the championship parade.
3: Yes. Which Which one, Mavs or Thunder? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, man. Do you got a time machine so we can go back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so right. I hate it. I hate it. Thanks. Right. With that being said, we're going to conclude the podcast. Hope everybody has a great night. God bless Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder Up. Thunder Up. Oh, Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up!